Hello there, everyone. Welcome to this week's God TV radio podcast. I, of course, am TTOR, the primary host of this particular show. And to the other side of me is the founder of God TV radio, the man, one of the big dukeroos of tonight's show, Brett Keen. It's been a long time since I heard Dukeroo before. <laughs> yep, this yeah. is Brett Keen, folks. I hope you're all having a wonderful day. But instead of this being like a live cage match between Brett Keen and the Church of Satan, which I'm sure you were expecting. I'm sure you were. I'm sure you were expecting Brett Keen to be on camera with his gloves and his boxing shorts, just ready to, you know, put him up with the Church of Satan. But what we're actually doing today is a couple of things. One, we're going to respond to some of the things that the Church of Satan was saying to Brett Keen and other people uh, in the Twitter war they had earlier this week. And then if they actually bother to show up, some of the Satanists that apparently were part of this or that Brett talked to about it are going to come onto the show at some point and we're going to talk about whatever comes up. I don't exactly have a strict format for this particular show tonight. It's kind of one of those general guidelines, general topic ideas, and just go with the flow kind of nights. So that's what we're going to be doing tonight. But let's see what it was that Brett Keane did that triggered the Church of Satan oh so much. What did he do? I mean, maybe he made funny faces at them. Maybe he made a mama joke they didn't like. I mean, he could have done all kinds of things. But let's see what he actually did. All right. So here we see earlier this week, Brett Keane shared the YouTube replay of his version of a God TV radio stream we did about, oh, I want to say it was like a month ago or so, where we were talking about atheist churches and how their existence proves that atheism is a religion, contrary to what all the atheists on the internet say. And so Brett Keane obviously shares this post. He's got a whole blog post tied to the video. And then he makes a follow-up comment saying atheists also have denominations you can view them through the church of satan and that's where the church of satan apparently took offense or took interest whichever one you want to say they said in response atheism isn't a religion just as theism isn't a religion and as such do not have denominations those are descriptors there are atheistic religions, just as there are theistic religions. Christianity is theistic. It isn't a denomination of theism, for example. And, well, I'm not sure really how I feel about that, because on the one hand, that's true. But on the other hand, the existence of churches is always associated with religion, so... When you have atheist churches, you have to assume that atheism is a religion, because if you see Christian churches, you automatically assume that, you know, Christianity and any form of theism is a religion. Well, it's not just that. In 2006, between 2006 and 2009, uh, the Supreme Court's actually officially stated that atheism is a religion. 
And for the non-believers out there who are going to throw a fit and start sucking on your pacifier, pay attention. There's been non-theistic religions throughout history. Buddhism is one of them. They're considered a non-theistic religion. Now, if you take a look at Satanism and go over to the Church of Satan website, even on their own page, they will admit they're a religion. Uh, they've even stated many times that if Christianity were to get to t be taught in school, then why don't our religion get taught in school? How many times have you heard that, TTR? Too many to count. And they associate themselves with atheism. They say that they're atheists. In fact, I'm going to give you a link here. If you want to post it, you can. This is called, this is off the Church of Satan, Simplifying Satanic Atheism. So here you go. They claim to be a religion. I'm just holding them to their own doctrine. Right. And what you're seeing on screen is my own video talking about what Brett was referring to just a little bit ago about the court case that took place that solidified atheism as a religion, according to the courts, which is why I call it 100% proof that atheism is a religion. You can find this video on my Rumble channel. I did it a few months ago. I think it's currently on page three of my channel. But I just want to make you guys aware that if you want to learn more about that particular incident where atheism was officially classified as a religion, check out that video. See, a lot, wow. of, uh, a lot of the newer atheists, they don't realize this stuff. They don't bother to look into their own history or put a skeptical eye on their own uh, position. The satanic religion, they are the ones that actually put that upon themselves through Levain. And then the atheists, they actually fought for it through the Supreme Court in order to become a religion. Why? Because they wanted the protections that religion have. Go ahead. Right. And if you want the protections of religion, you have to be a religion. Uh, simplifying satanic atheism, my view, according to Nemo on the Church of Satan website. I notice a weird tendency for newcomers to this religion to equate atheism with omniscience, claiming to already know everything about everything. This tendency is reinforced by the polemicists in science who pretend that they have already so much certainty about the nature of reality that they already know everything that can possibly exist as well as everything that cannot possibly exist. I place the word science in quotes because true science is always open to the facts of reality, and a complete willingness to change theory in the face of new evidence. Even Richard Dawkins is always careful to explain that he cannot prove or be 100% certain that God does not exist. Well, he could have fooled me. Why? Because Dawkins understands that you cannot prove that anything absolutely does not exist. You cannot prove a negative. To claim you can do that is to assume the classical attribute of God himself, omniscience. The particular type of atheism we aspire to here is not one of godlike absolute certainty. <laughs> Objective truth is definitely a crime in their religion, but of pragmatic high probability. We basically view the god with a beard sitting on a throne in heaven as being pretty silly and unbelievable, despite the millions of people who think otherwise. Well, that's not a biblical view of him, but okay. The kind well, of atheism... Hold on a second. Hold on. You want to cover the right side of the page. There's some funky stuff that's showing up in their banners. There you go. 
Wait, on the right or left? Yeah, it's uh, a little bit of it. It wasn't terrible, but there was some nudity starting to show up. Ah, uh, okay. Hold on a second. Uh, let me just think. Uh, before I continue, let me just grab a custom banner. Or maybe I can just make. <laughs> I'm just trying to protect the stream and all that. It wasn't horrible, but I could see it was starting to get a little bit more and more rougher. Okay. Uh, let's see. The particular. The kind of atheism we espouse relates to the idea of a person who is all powerful, all knowing, and everywhere at once, omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. The key word here is a person. What is important to grasp is what all too many people new to Satanism miss completely. We are not claiming that we know that nowhere in the universe there cannot exist beings who are superior to human beings, such as cats. Perhaps there are aliens who are smarter and more powerful than we are somewhere out there, because that's what they always default to when it comes to the irrefutable evidence of intelligent design. It's, oh, aliens did it. That's been a growing movement for years. These kind of beings are not what we are talking about with satanic atheism. Additionally, satanic atheism does not claim that supernormal powers or experiences are impossible. We do not make the common error of equating a rejection of a belief in Jehovah or Allah or Big Juju with also rejecting so-called psychic phenomena such as telepathy, precognition, clairvoyance, etc. We don't even claim to know certainty that ghosts can exist, for example. We apply doubt to such claims, and if the individual Satanist wishes to, we feel free to explore whether such things may or may not exist and even be useful. A large part of greater magic and Satanism is involved in such just such personal explorations and testing for those who are interested in that aspect of it. Now, the logic here seems sound, but I got the feeling that if it was applied the other way around, <laughs> uh, they might protest. It is useful to distinguish between satanic atheism and all the many other forms of atheism that exist outside of Satanism. Our perspective on what we call atheism is narrower than what many others would consider an authentic atheistic perspective. In other words, we are very, very specific in what we consider to be atheism. Others tend to be very sloppy and include all different kinds of beliefs about reality as part of their atheism. They start with seeing through the nonsense that surrounds assuming that a big person like Jehovah or Vishnu or Allah exists, since that seems to not match up with anything that we find the least amount of evidence for. But that does not include knowing with absolute certainty that there cannot exist an afterlife or ghosts or sea monsters or Santa Claus who comes pretty close to Jehovah and his attributes but seems much friendlier to good little boys and girls. Although there is also a maturity issue involved with all of this, in late adolescence and early adulthood, there is a tendency for people to want to know their truth about things. Subjective truth. I do not mean that they are just healthily curious. I mean they want to know the absolute truth and win arguments with those who would dare to disagree with them. Uh, yeah, that's not what we see today. It is pretty obvious that this psychological tendency is part of trying to achieve adulthood and fit into adult society, jockeying for positions of power as well as to impress members of the opposite sex. Well, maybe you guys do. 
Eric Hoffer's classic book on the COS reading list, The True Believer, details the kind of personality that finds it important to identify a cause to a spouse and become a fanatical supporter of. I recommend this book highly. Uh, there's not too much left. Maybe I'll just finish. So there do exist today a fresh crop of what I call true disbelievers or evangelical atheists who are out to convert the world to atheism in precisely the same way that fundamentalist religious fanatics strive to convert the world to their belief systems. Sadly, some of these true disbelievers assume that Satanism shares all of their certainties in regard to rejection of not just big jujus in the sky, but also their omniscient perspectives regarding any evidence for the supernatural. But our view on atheism is really limited in exactly the manner I have described it. Satanists do not pretend to be omniscient. We do not pretend to already know certainty everything that is possible or impossible. We are our own gods in the sense of taking full responsibility for our actions and placing ourselves at the dead center of being important in our universe. But we do not pretend to be like Jehovah. Being our own God is an ethical statement of personal policy rather than a metaphysical statement regarding the nature of reality. This is the paragraph where my BS detector is going off, but we'll continue. Uh, we do assume an attitude of doubt about unusual claims. We do not just believe something. Uh -huh. And different Satanists will personally draw the line of doubt versus probability at different issues. Some Satanists have accepted the, that greater magic can really do magical things, while others do not share that perspective. However, we are not closed-minded true believers or disbelievers. Satanic atheism is very specific and does not include becoming what we are opposed to as Satanists ourselves. We champion doubt, not godlike certainty. There's that again. We operate from the assumption that the big personality gods like Jehovah are silly and without supporting evidence for their existence. Beyond that, we are willing to look at and explore anything in reality that we are interested in. Until it contradicts what you want to believe, of course. And being open to what is really, really real is something that we treasure very highly indeed. That's how I see it. Hmm. So, <laughs> I guess that's how the Satanic, or the Church of Satan, defines their version of atheism. It's pretty uh, long and robust, kind of. But this idea that they take full responsibility for their actions, I, I somehow have doubts about that, Brett. What about you? Well, they break their own tenets. Uh, if you scroll up, you'll be able to see that you can look at their practices and their rituals. Um, remember, I was reading you one of them earlier. They're not supposed to engage anyone in some kind of offensive way. But you could see clearly on Twitter that a lot of them did that. And they also broke their other rule of to never participate in herd-like mentality, which is what I call wolf pack mentality, where a group of people jump on you and uh, they're not willing to defend themselves. Now, you seen me respectfully tell them, I said, look, we're doing an open discussion. If you would like to come in and participate, and then how did they act towards it? They ran like your typical atheist does. Yeah, they did jump on you like the hive mind that they are. I mean, I didn't partake much in that Twitter war, but I did see a lot of it. And it was like, wow, they really uh, jumped on that bandwagon. But then again, that uh, seems to have been happening to you 
Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? I mean, you've seen the tweet yourself. I simply said that they're another version of atheism. They're a brand. Or perhaps it would be better to say a branch of atheism. Atheism, uh, I specifically pointed out they have their own little categories. You've got agnostic atheist, you've got atheist Buddhist, you've got atheist Satanist, even the website itself says so. So nothing I said to these Satanists was untrue about their religion. I mean, you even read off the page that even said our religion, right? Yep, yep, their religion. They described themselves as a religion, but some of the stuff they said was pretty funny. Especially the part about taking accountability for their actions and then proclaiming themselves to be gods, but then trying to define it in a way that seems like, oh, we're not we're not the saying we're the ultimate authority of our lives. We're just saying we take accountability for our actions. But what have we seen in human beings across all worldviews and all people groups whenever you held them accountable for their actions? <laughs> yeah. They refuse to be held accountable. There are so even that, some. There are even are some so-called. Are you seeing this not on the screen? This person called rationally cooked bacon says, "I told you I'd be here, and I'm here." Maybe pay attention to your chat, Brett. Well, if you paid attention, you would have seen that the link has been posted twice now. Are you not paying attention to the chat? Yep, that is a thing. Uh, yes. Did you post it to your? Uh, did you post it to your? Yes. Yeah, you the did. link's okay. out there, and you posted it right off the bat. Yep, and I did on my Twitter account. And actually, I should make sure to post that link to my Rumble stream, too. But yeah, Mr. Rationally Cooked Bacon, if you want to come in here and talk about this stuff, you are welcome to join as long as you are civil. You will definitely get your chance to say your piece. But if you do what the last several people have done and try and throw all kinds of things at... uh, Oh, is that Lucifer? Isn't that the guy you were sending me uh, the YouTube channel for? I don't know if the bacon guy is the same guy from the YouTube channel. If it is, it doesn't make sense for him to say he doesn't have a microphone because he wouldn't be able to make videos without a microphone. Unless he's doing it telepathically. Okay, well, let me go ahead and figure out how to best do this. Where's my thing? Where's my thing? Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. <laughs> so, uh, Lucifer Le, Le Givardian? Lucifer Le Givardian. The YouTuber? Well, that, this sounds like, like the guy sales? from the videos. TTR, this guy sounds like the man from the videos. He can... I, I'm sure he won't do something nasty on the screen. All right. <laughs> you, ne- you never know in today's day and age. Well, hey, I, I just know. got the notification for the show. Yes, it's Lucifer Lake of Warden. I am the high priest of the Satanic Thulean Society. I thought I, I had seen in your videos that you had something to do with the Church of Satan for a while there. Did, what happened with that? Oh, no, I have never been a member of the Church of Satan. Uh, Actually, I have spent many years um, studying the history of the Church of Satan. Uh, For a brief time, I shared some uh, communications with Michael Aquino of the Temple of Set and uh, some communications with Stanton LaVey uh, before his passing last year. 
I run the Satanic Fulian Society. It is the only organization uh, that I have been an official member of, and uh, aside from the official Cult of Cthulhu, which I also uh, run, uh, we took that over last year. Uh, one well, can of the you things. Tell us a little bit about your books. I noticed that you're a writer. I too am a writer. I'd like to hear a little bit about that. Well, um, I actually have one of my books, or two of my books right here. Uh, the first one is called The Satanic Testament. Um, sorry about the dark lighting here. Uh, well, I didn't that. figure we were going to get a lot of pink lights or anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see here if I can get... There we go. All right. Get a little bit better lighting going here. Sorry, I had to move to my desk, and it's sort of a cluttered mess. I do so want to say, I do want to say, I appreciate you coming in and actually participating in the conversation. Go ahead. I, I, I was hoping I hadn't forgotten about the show. I had set a reminder, and uh, uh, we, me and my uh, girly, we were just watching some SWAT whatnot uh we we're sort of a swat junkies uh in our spare time and uh, i checked my phone and i noticed that the show was going on and i was like oh wow i told this guy i was going to jump in on this so i did what i could to get in on it but uh yes i've actually written multiple books this is my biggest book um it's been in the works for over 10 no longer than 10 years like 13 14 years now and this is its fourth iteration. It's over 500 pages long. And it covers all the things that Peter Gilmore doesn't want people to understand. It's called the Satanic Testament. It's my own personal uh, uh, take on Satanism, especially LeVayan Satanism. And, uh, you know, you may, got... May I ask you a question? Do you see, because we were just reading off the Church of Satan side, and I know you say you're not a part of that sect. But they clearly say that they are a religion, although they are atheistic. Yeah. How do you see it? How do you see it? Satan's real, dude. No way, no shit. I'm not even going to mince words about it. STS is the only theistic Levian organization in the world. I'm not going to mince words. There, I could go into a whole big spiel on how we view Satan, but uh, the fact of the matter is, is we view Satan as a very real essence. We do not view Satan as an anthropomorphic being. We view Satan as a transmutable essence, but still very real, still an intelligent conscious, but also metaphoric. Anything that you want to ascribe to what a deity is, is how we view Satan. We are definitely very theistic. We definitely believe in a very real Satan. So you believe that he's essentially a spirit? Yes, he can be uh, certainly a spirit. He can be anthropomorphic if the if it suits him for whatever reason, but it is not his natural state. We believe he is a transmutable energy. Uh, Anton LaVey in the Satanic Bible and all of his other writings flat out stated that uh, Satan was a dark undercurrent of energy in nature. Now, I'm sorry, but that does not really sound very atheistic to me, does it to you? Uh -huh. 
No, no. The satanic church, I've talked to a few of them in the past, and they really pushed, oh, we're just atheists, and we kind of do things for attention. But I've also read about that there are actual theistic Satanists who believe in a real entity or or Mm -hmm. essence. Yeah, and Anton LaVey was definitely one of those. The and I, you know, STS. One of the things that the Church of Satan hates about STS, my organization, is that time and time and time again we have sunk every argument that they have tried to make that states that Satan is not real, that they are atheists, that Satanism is atheist. And one of the biggest things that we use to state that is that out of thirty years. Five books he wrote, countless articles he wrote, numerous audio and video interviews that he participated in. Anton LaVey never once said to his interviewer, I am an atheist. He never did. If you look in the Satanic Bible and his other writings, he criticized atheists just as much as he criticized Christians. So, I'm sorry, if you're an atheist, you're not going to criticize your own people. The only person who ever stated that Satanism was atheism is Peter H. Gilmore. So I kind of have an understanding why there's the beef with Christianity, but why would he have issue with the atheist for? I'd like to hear that if you don't mind. Well, I mean, it was a religion. You guys made a very good, solid... uh, mention as i was trying to click in i was overhearing what you guys were talking about and you stated it quite clearly satanism is a religion what is a religion a religion is the existence if you actually look at the definition of religion is having faith in something it can be faith in a deity in a philosophy or something it is having faith what is atheism it is the absence of faith. Okay? So, Satanism is a religion. It means we have faith. We have faith in ourselves because we view ourselves as our own personal gods. In the whole end scheme of it, we view ourselves as our own personal deities. So, right there, we automatically have a belief in a deity of the physical corporeal flesh. We cannot deny that. That automatically de facto moots us out of the whole atheist uh, thing. But when we look at what the definition of a deity is, you could argue it on many different points and describe it under many different points. And um, I actually have a chapter in this book that is, and you can actually find it on our uh, website, satanicthuliansociety.com. Um, that is called who or what is satan and it just goes into the whole different ways you could view satan as being real um because it is a very nuanced thing there is many different denominations of satanism that could be seen as being very real and none of them are atheistic None of them at all. We can take some atheistic logical approaches to how we view things, but that doesn't make us atheists. And for the Church of Satan to sit there, not only the Church of Satan, but also the Satanic Temple who tried to spout off that they're non-theistic, which is absolutely idiotic, 
uh, in my opinion. For them to come off and say that they're atheists and then try to claim to be a religion, it's an oxymoron. I'm sorry, it's a total oxymoron. You, so, you are aware that in 2006, though, some atheists that were in prison wanted the same rights as religious groups, and they actually took it to the Supreme Court. Why? Atheism, atheism was actually set up as a religion. It's an official religion. I understand what you're saying. Then it should be called atheism, then. It's a, it's Why a not call it humanism? Yeah. Well, the way uh, the way we understand the word religion, the way I look at it, is actually through a phrase we call worldview, because it's basically just how you view the world. And if you understand religion as a worldview, then atheism absolutely meets that definition of religion, because you have a certain belief about the world, and then yeah, that, that belief that, that is going be argued. to that could that definitely belief, be argued. Yeah, and that belief will come with other beliefs that also are part of that. But I then, guess. but then, you know, I I agree. You know, the way these atheists behave, especially members of the church, Satan. And mind you, I'm not saying all atheists are like this because uh, I've known atheists who are actually really decent people, and they actually fulfilled what definition of atheism was. And they were like, "Hey, if you want to go believe that, go believe that." If not fine just don't push it on me but if a person is going to take a philosophy any philosophy including atheism and then apply it to their lives in a religious fashion then it is no longer atheism it is a religion and it doesn't matter if you want to call it non-theistic or whatnot atheism is the lack of faith a religion is the existence of faith. Theism is the existence of faith. Right. But so if you're going to get it as a religion, then stop calling it atheism. Call it something else. Do you mind if I ask you some questions? Because I've always ran into the the uh, atheistic versions of Satanists that claim that there is no supernatural, no God, or all this kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, now, obviously, you realize that Judaism and Christianity has their own origin story of the devil. From your mm -hmm. position, though, your point of view, where did Satan come from and when did the origin actually happen, or at least the story for you guys? Well, we have our own origin stories and whatnot, but what I'm going to say is not written in any book. And I'm going to take a little bit more of a scientific, logical approach here. Um, before I get into that, you know, if you really want to know what we can, what we have as sort of a, our version of Genesis, read the Diabolicon by Michael Aquino. Um, that sort of gives our own little version of Genesis and it's definitely very metaphorical, but what we believe is that, um, Satan and God are, while being very real beings, we call them what? Uh, we are we call them what is called egregores which is a living thought form now this does not detract from anything of their deific natures uh, if anything it explains it in that when you have an egregore which is a living thought form that is the same thing as like a small child having a, an imaginary friend and they believe that imaginary friend in 
exists so hard that it actually begins influencing their world immediately around them. Well, now take that imaginary friend and say it does something that causes the parents or other friends to believe in that imaginary friend. Now it's expanded its source of belief. More people are believing in this thought form, thinking on it, creating a backstory to it, fleshing it out, if you will. Well, it just gets more and more powerful. It's influencing more and more people. The more people that it can influence creates more belief in it. Eventually, that thought form gets so powerful, it can control up to one third of the world or have people who believe in it that take up one third of the world. Does this sound familiar? It almost sounds like the boogeyman character from that one horror film franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, the only way he can exist is if you believe he does, and if you do, then he gets Same it. goes with any yeah. deity. An eg a deity is a type of egregore. That means that man created the deity, and a man, at the end of the day, has the power to destroy it just by removing his faith in it. Does this make the deity any less real? No, it does not. It makes it even more real because it makes it real to the individual person. And if the individual person has a belief in that deity and a belief that it can influence their lives surrounding it, then most certainly that deity can exist. Now, an egregore, is, like I said, is a living thought form. It, mean, it needs people putting forth conscious energy towards it. When you think on something, you literally are putting your energy towards it. Am I correct? Yeah, it sounds kind of like a mind over matter thing. You're basically uh, pushing something into reality through your thought. Exactly. Right? Now, if something becomes so powerful and whatnot, what's to say that it can't go back in time and cause the Big Bang? In effect, causing creation. When we look at science and we understand how scientists look at the Big Bang, they can't figure out what was there before it. It was nothingness. It was a void, a black void. Nothing existed. Then something came into that void that caused the Big Bang. I'm sorry, that sounds a lot like the creation myth in many different cultures. When we look to Shintoism, that's exactly how they described it, was that in the beginning, it was just the Mikaboshi. A, the void, the darkness. And then suddenly the other kami came into existence out of nowhere. No explanation of where they came from. Well, they had to come from somewhere outside the universe. And the moment they did, they caused a big bang. This can be applied to any sort of deity. The moment any sort of foreign molecule energy source enters the void, immediately you cause a cataclysmic explosion which creates existence uh, i i will say this is very thought provoking and i appreciate the thought exercise but i mean besides all the imagination and humans pushing forth all these thoughts that can cause this kind of rubber band effect that you speak of you mm -hmm. still though you still actually believe that satan is an actual entity that was not created through our thoughts though right we believe that Satan, well, I'm not going to say that we don't believe in a very real Satan. We do believe in a very real Satan. 
how that Satan came into being, we can only speculate. The whole concept of him being an egregore is just one way to understand him. It is our way to understand him as a actual being, an essence, a real spirit, a deity. Um, but when we uh, attribute things to him, we have to understand that us as humans only have a limited understanding. This is why we have to anthropomorphize our deities. If you really stop and think about it, is energy, what would a deity or an angel or a demon be? Is it really male or female? Does it have arms and legs and a head? No. We attribute these to it, anthropomorphizing it, so we understand it. And that's how any of these explanations come in. It's our version of anthropomorphizing, so we have some sort of understanding and can explain it to ourselves. Well, I, I agree with you that uh, people can anthropomorphize things for sure, especially whenever it comes to religious practices on both sides of the aisle. However, you do believe that if God or the devil is made up of some form of energy and can manifest the universe, surely it could have arms, it could have legs. It could Very much so, if they want to. Uh, that That's definitely not outside of the purview of any of this it's just we state that is not their natural state of existence their natural state is energy it's like water water can be a liquid a gas or a solid it doesn't mean that it can't be other things but its natural state we usually consider being liquid so you know just like that a deity can certainly manifest in the physical anthropomorphize itself into looking like a human, into having hands, feet, arms, legs, human genitalia. So, yes, that is definitely possible in this whole purview of things. Yeah, we do not rule that out. So it sounded like earlier in the conversation, although you stated that you do believe that there's actual uh, Satan, I don't know if you view it as an actual devil or something, but you also believe that there is a God. You're just not thrilled with him, I take it. Yeah. Um, you know, you cannot say that you believe in Satan and not say you believe. And let me or rephrase that. You cannot say you believe in the devil and then not say that you believe in God. You have to accept both of them as a dichotomy, a yin and a yang, you know, light and dark. Everything is balance. You don't have to like one over the other, but that doesn't change the fact that they're there. You know, you can certainly view one as good guy, one as a bad guy. You've got a video on your channel called Why I Left Christianity, and you tell a, I, I would rather you uh, explain a little bit more, but you said that you were attacked by an animal, I believe a dog, mm -hmm. and then you experienced something malevolent. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Can you? All right. Tell us so about that? it was a great Dane. It was my grandmother's dog. And she didn't such attack me as she yelped. She had recently been hit by a car and she had an injured paw. While we were in my grandmother's kitchen area, I was laying right down next to Kelly Girl. That was her name. And I was petting her. Well, stupid me, being an eight year old little boy, you know, in Texas, uh, not even thinking about it, I had my shoes on. And I accidentally hit her sore paw, and she yelped 
well, my head was in the way, and I still have the scars here to show for it. Um, I was pronounced dead on arrival at the hospital, and uh, because one tooth had actually punched through my skull, hooked a portion of my brain matter, had started to pull it out. The, my eyeball was popped out of the socket, was literally danging, dangling. Um, and my nose and my upper lip were all gutted out. Um, oh there, yeah, there was a lot of damage. And I bled out. My grandmother and my mother uh, at the time, uh, my adoptive mother, rushed me to the hospital in the car. They didn't even wait for an ambulance. Uh, they rushed me to the hospital in a car. And on the way there, I passed away. Um, the doctors tried to perform life-saving techniques on me, apparently, uh, and I was shot up with epinephrine, and it didn't take. They were I had been pronounced. I was I was gone. I mean, I was gone, gone. I was dead for, from what I understand, over 20 minutes. So there was zero brain activity and whatnot, and what I experienced was a very surreal experience i remember us being in the car and i remember being held by my mom and suddenly the pain stopped and i remember seeing the car below me literally outside the car following along with it and it was just getting farther and farther away i could see the houses everything surrounding me and i remember turning and it was all black but it was a tunnel of light. It was a tunnel of blue iridescent light, like laser light. And it was really weird. I didn't understand it. Time, I was only eight years old. And do you believe I, that you were your soul was levitating above these things that you were looking down at? Oh, very much so. Yes, very much so. No doubt about it. Um, and. I went into the light and I remember at first it was like a very black void and I could see things moving around and it was, there's things there that I don't want to describe. And there was other people there who were being whisked away to other places. And I remember suddenly I turned and I was on this very cold, icy plane and it was literally like the tundra. Um, like Antarctica or the tundra, and it was very cold, very icy. And there was all these beings right in front of me. And I immediately knew who all these beings were. I, I recognized them without knowing them. Um, these were deities, different deities from different parts of the world. And it was really weird. And they had no malevolence in them. I could definitely sense that I could hear what they were all saying simultaneously. Uh, or it's not so much you perceive things how you might expect to perceive, but it's not that you're actually perceiving them that way. Um, because your energy, their energy, it's just your way of interpreting things on how it pers uh, presents to you. And they parted and there was this woman there and she approached me and took me underneath her cloak and we walked over to this chasm it was this chasm there and she showed me uh this scene and i didn't want to believe it at first but i knew it was true because 
when you're dead, there's no real point in lying. You can't really lie. It's not like you actually have a mouth. Um, you more like project your intentions, what you're trying to say, what you want to say, you project it to others around you and they perceive it. And it's very interconnected, very weird. So we see this chasm and I see God, actual God, not, not bullshitting you, uh, not trying to make it up. It was like actual God. It was like a, looking at a TV screen. Now, now, when you say God, you're not talking about the devil. You're actually talking about God, the universe creator, right? I'm talking about Yahweh, uh, whatever you want to call him, God, God, you know, Jehovah, um, what, by whatever name you choose to call him, yes, God, God, the one that showed Moses his hind quarters on Mount Sinai, um, the burning bush God. And what I experienced there was the most malevolent, hateful feeling that I have ever encountered from a being before. It was frightening. There was no love. There was no compassion. Nothing of that. And excuse me a second. There was no love, no compassion, none of what you're taught in Sunday school. If anything, it was hate, malevolence, and violence. And what I saw projected was this beautiful being, muscular man, plate bald on us, no hair whatsoever anywhere, a golden iridescent glow coming from him, and just this pure hatred. It was really weird. And surrounding him, almost like ants, were trillions of naked people. All just being trodden underfoot. And flying around him, you know, literally flanking him were other deities, angelic beings. And some looked humanish, others looked like something you'd read out of a Lovecraft novel mm-hmm. or a Lovecraft story. And it was just very strange. Now, one thing you need to remember is when I looked at the other deities that were surrounding me, these were deities like from Egypt, Norse mythology, Greek mythology, Hinduism, Japanese kami, you name it, they were from other pagan deities <clears throat> but never once was there any demonic essences there nor were was satan there however i could sense the existence of satan elsewhere i could feel that he was out there somewhere and it did not feel malevolent i did not encounter him but it did not feel malevolent and what this woman said to me as she showed me this is you need to go back there is you need to do something you need to go back and after that i remember waking up in the operating room freaking out that i had the sheet over my head i was freaking out there was a guy standing right over me 
And I'm just this little eight-year-old boy, and I grab this fully grown man, and I sling him over me. I had been shot up with like three doses of epinephrine. And my adrenaline was just going crazy. Um, eventually, I had to be subdued and tranquilized. And I woke up like three days later after they had repaired my face and everything. And yeah, that's my near-death experience. Uh, surprisingly enough, I did not believe it when I woke up. I didn't want to believe it. And I did not go against god at that point if anything i went more towards god i became very super christian um pretty much at one point i was a child minister i would take myself to church like three four times a week and it was it was really crazy it really was and the thing is is after a period of time, I saw what I saw being shown to me in that vision uh, when I was dead. I saw it coming true in real life. I saw the lack of empathy. There was a woman who was coming to one of the churches there dying of cancer. She was wheeling herself to church and giving everything she could to the church you know and praying for healing and nothing she one day she just stopped showing up and that wasn't the first time i saw several people like that you know and it really broke my faith it broke my faith in christianity and i knew something was out there i i had seen it and so i started studying all these other different religions and, you know, eventually one day I was like 13 years old and I was in a hotel room. We were just moving to Wilkesbury at that point in time, Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. And the movie The Craft came on. I sat down and I watched the movie and I was like, witchcraft as a religion? And so I started studying Wicca. And looking into that, and I ended up becoming part of New Forest Coven, which was uh, it, the American branch of New Forest Coven, which was the um, coven that Dr. Gerald Gardner founded. And I apprenticed for over three years with them. Uh, eventually, I gained my high priesthood, and you know, I was wicked for the longest time, for over 10 years, um, probably something closer to 14, 15 years including all the studying time and whatnot, that I was a Wiccan. And eventually one day I came across the Satanic Bible. I had remembered having a previous encounter with uh, the Church of Satan that was very positive back in 97. Um, my first and only time at that point of having an encounter with the Church of Satan. And yes, that was the encounter that I actually did meet Peter Gilmore before he was the head of the Church of Satan. Anton LaVey had not passed away by that point, and I spent less than five minutes in the man company, and I was crawling the walls to get away from him. And um, that was the only negative experience out of that whole encounter um, that I had. And I read the Satanic Bible. I realized 
that the satanic bible was just simply holding up a mirror to how i viewed the world as it was naturally and so i took on the mantle of satanist and i've been a satanist ever since and well now here i am i'm an author i run my own organization i took over the cloven hoof from the church satan uh much to their chagrin they definitely did not like that uh but now we run it and we publish it so yeah can i ask you a tough question go ahead okay so you you said that you experienced as a christian something that a lot of christians unfortunately have had to deal with where we see suffering. We see that people fight head over heel, hoping that they'll be able to get over a disease or a condition or suffering and all that. We've seen it. It is terrible. It's a horrible thing. And a lot of people will have their doubts and they'll question God. But what if that same woman came to the satanic church? What would your church or your belief be able to do for the woman with cancer? Take responsibility into your own hands. It's not a guarantee that you would succeed in curing yourself but you would have a much more of a chance of success if you took the responsibility into your own hands to seek the medical attention necessary death comes for us all i mean i'm sorry none of us are truly immortal uh in the physical flesh our words can exist for many generations beyond us but what people remember the most about us is our deeds so when you're if you're sick if you're dying and whatnot it's understandable to have a question of faith but the thing is is don't put all of your eggs in one basket don't just simply pray to god to be healed go out and make the effort to either heal yourself or live what time you have left to the best of your abilities and be fulfilled I agree with that, but you do understand my point, right? I mean, mm -hmm. one of the one of the things, and I'm sure it's not the only reason you've got you had your doubts and you walked away from it, but you're saying that you've seen people suffering and you didn't feel as though God compensated those people properly. But yeah. according to your own belief, if someone has the issue, you're not going to be able to fix them with your religion that you're currently a part of. And we so never claim to. We never claim to. That is, that's one of the things about Satanism um, is that unlike Christianity, which makes all these promises of being healed by the power of God and then never fulfilling, we never make that promise. We never tell anyone that we will heal them through the power of the black flame. No. We can certainly send healing energies and help them along the path and give them the emotional support to, to achieve that. But we never say that they're going that we're going to be able to heal them. It's not like we're going to lay our hands on them and drive out all the evil spirits and miraculously heal the wounds. We're not going to make the crippled walk again. We're not going to make anybody walk on water um, or anything like that. Not unless we're Angel or David Copperfield or something. You know, <laughs> all of that is stage magic, and uh, that's getting into a whole different realm there. But what we will do is we will be there for you, and we will encourage you to heal yourself, both up here 
and in here and then get you to the doctors to get the chemo. Right. And we will have much. Go ahead. Sound much, that doesn't sound much different than the Bible believing Christian churches I've been a part of in my life. Now, I, I'm, <laughs> I don't know what Christian churches you've been a part of. I've been in a lot of tent revivals and whatnot where they're going to say that they're going to heal people and you see people dancing down the aisleways and yeah i've uh, seen those too and i'm not really impressed by that either no no i can't say i blame you the main thing that i would always say is is that you know if you're going to heal yourself you got to first heal yourself up here before you can heal your body if you uh lose your faith then find a new faith, find a new direction for yourself. No one has to be a Satanist. No one has to be a Christian. No one has to be a Buddhist. They don't have to be anything. But if you are, then there's not really any way that you can change that about yourself unless you want to. Well, I do appreciate your point of view, and I appreciate you sharing with us. But I, I am curious, have you ever seen the irony, though, in some of the views that you've spoken? You said that whenever you were a child you died and you actually stood before God. Now you say that you had some bad feelings about it. There was some iffiness about it. Well, what if a woman dies from cancer and she dies on the table and ends up going and being with God? What does the other view systems out there actually offer? It sounds like from Christian's point of view that the woman actually has an opportunity to transition into a eternity. What do the other religions actually offer, though? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And one thing I, you know, me talking about my experience in my past and how I saw things when I died, um, it's not a very common thing that I talk about. You know, I don't like talking about it very much because I understand that other people will have different experiences. What I experience is my perception uh, of what I perceived as things going on as a child when I died, and it shocked me. What other people might experience as adults or children, that's on them, and I can't speak to them uh, on that, and that's why I don't talk about what my experience is very often to very many people. But it sounds like you actually know for a fact. I mean, you actually died. This was mm -hmm. official. It, so was, it was definitely enough of an experience. Let me put it this way. I don't know if I'm right or wrong in real life. I don't know how. All I know is that I was brain dead. There was no brain activity going on up here. And I experienced something that drove me to this point in my life now, that guided me to this point in my life now, where I have a faith in a real spirit world. I have a faith in deity. And it doesn't matter whether I'm right or wrong. The fact of the matter is I experienced something that gave me that faith that I could not refute. And out of my 42 years of life, I have never encountered anything to make me question that or believe otherwise. I can appreciate that. And I really do appreciate you having the courage and bravery to share the story with us. And, um, I am convinced that what you're saying, you actually believe that you experienced. Obviously, 
I won't be able to jump on the same level because I did not have the same personal experience, but I do believe in the supernatural. I do believe people see things. There's certainly right things that can't be explained. I'll be right back. TTR, you want to talk with them? Sure. Gotta, yeah, I can. Got to use the ladies' room. <laughs> uh oh. Well, can I again. quickly grab a drink really quickly? I'm right in my kitchen. It'll take me two seconds. Yeah, go ahead. No problem. <laughs> We're not that stringent on this show. No, you can't get up out of your chair. No, you can't use the bathroom. No. <laughs> no, we're not like that here. All right. Sorry about that. No problem. Uh, so listening to your testimony about your out-of-body experience when you died, uh, how it caught to that point was sad and... I understand you had the experience you had and it was very vivid for you and you saw what you described, mm -hmm. but how does that compare to other people's experiences? Cause you talked about how you were out of your body. You went through a tunnel, well, like dark blue light and you saw, you found these other deities that represented the deity. It really religions. made me start studying religion. Um, it definitely drove me towards religion and dedicating myself to the study of faith and religion um, and understanding these things in a way that m your average person might not. And I, I, I really can't say on how other people might perceive things. What I can say is that it's always individualized. It's very nuanced. And each person will always experience their own individual thing. And it well, will I'm influence trying, them differently. I'm trying to compare what your testimony about your death experience is to someone else that I came across a couple of years I, ago. I've certainly so heard similar things. But basically, you encounter these other deities that you knew somehow represented the gods of other religions. And they showed you Yahweh and, you know, the billions of people mm -hmm. around him. And basically, you just got all this hate from it, the hate aurora from that. You basically could feel this hate coming off of Yahweh and the people around him. Not the but, people around him. Not the small. Just from not, him. Yeah, just from him. The angelic essences were very indifferent. They were neutral. Um, and the people underneath him, the, the trillions of beings below him, uh, certainly came off as mournful, sorrowful, um, pretty much the way that you're just that when we read about hell uh, in like Dante's Inferno or John Milton's Paradise Lost, um, the way that hell is often portrayed, that's what I got off of them. Um, it was just a hell of serving Something that didn't care about you, something that resented you. Uh, have you ever had that, like, girlfriend or boyfriend? I don't know what your preference is. Um, have you ever had that significant other who you gave your all to, and all they gave back to you was nothing but grief and shit? Not quite that bad, no, but <laughs> I have been rejected by girlfriends before, so. <laughs> well, it, it, take that and make that in your entire existence. Mm -hmm. How do you think that would feel? Well, if that was all you knew for your entire existence, you wouldn't feel too good about it. 
Exactly. And that's what I got off of them. Um, that's the best way that I can describe that. But a couple of years ago at my church that I now go to and that I actually worked at as a TV producer, there was a guy who came named, I think uh, it was, I think it was Dean Braxton or something like that. They did a piece on him on CBN years ago. I was about to been, say that name sounds very familiar to me. He had been dead. For, he died and had been stayed dead for like, I don't know if it was like half an hour or if it was like several hours. I don't remember the time frame. But he was dead long enough that he actually had an out-of-body experience, kind of like you, except for instead of what you described, he was actually in heaven, walking with Jesus, seeing people who had died previously, you know, in history past, but were mm -hmm. alive and walking around normally. And his entire experience uh, basically lined up with the biblical understanding of afterlife and Jesus and yeah, and that's God. what so, threw me off with mine is see, I was raised to be Christian. My parent, my adopted mother, my grandmother, and everything, they all took me to Sunday school. I was raised Christian. I had no reason whatsoever to see God or any of that in a negative light. No yeah. explanation for it. But Dean Braxton basically described the opposite of you as far as what it was like being there because everything was light, everything was love, there was no hate, there was no nothing. So my question to you is that isn't it kind of weird that you have your experience with God while you're dead where all you feel is hate coming off of him? As a child, someone else, nonetheless. Someone else has the opposite experience. Like how does I, Well, also, let's work? look at the age difference. How old was he when he died? Well, I wasn't a child. I mean, okay. Um, well, right there. I would say as a child, even eight years old, even though I had gone to, um, you know, church and whatnot and was raised a Christian, I would say that at that point in time, I would be in a much more still susceptible state to other influences that maybe I wasn't aware of. You know, this was when I was eight years old. I'm 42 now. Yeah. I can't remember everything from back then. Right. Um, and I'm not going to say that, you know, I didn't have other influences. Certainly, I always loved Dracula. <laughs> Hell, it, it, right. And even nowadays, whenever you see me doing a ritual, which we do do live stream rituals tomorrow night, we're going to be doing one on Facebook, um, our standard monthly high mass. Um, I wear a replica of Christopher Lee's Dracula ring. Mm -hmm. You know? So, you know, I always loved the Hammer and Dracula movies growing up. But again, I was always rooting for Peter Cushing and as Van Helsing. Um, Dracula was still the bad guy. I had enough understanding to know Dracula was the bad guy. But how does him being an adult when he had his experience with God after death and you? I would say as an adult, child, he would be much more set in his beliefs. As a child you can be much more fluid in your beliefs and not quite set as an adult you've been there for decades now you're pretty well set in you know it would be very difficult for a person to come up to me now as an adult and try to convert me to christianity many have tried all have failed i have not been a christian since i was about 12 years old right 
the the thing that uh and i'm back by the way in case you guys didn't see my beautiful pageant face up there <laughs> we saw <laughs> the you uh okay so the experiences is that you see like this catechism and there's you just feel this like hate off of it mm-hmm. if you if you really believe that the feeling that you were having was true to hate why do you think that the entity sent you back into your body for gave you your life back I mean, that's what happened, right? You were dead, and it must have actually put you back into uh, life. Into, yeah. And I'm not sure fully what the mission was. All I know is that I was told I had work to do and that I was sent back, that I had to be here. My life since then has led me from being a devout Christian for a number of years to studying multiple other religions to becoming a Wiccan and becoming a Wiccan high priest to eventually becoming a Satanist and a leader of my own, of a satanic organization that, and, you know, writing multiple books. I have a couple books sitting right here. I've published like five books already. Um, so yeah, man, I'm writing more. But um, yeah, what was that mission? Maybe it's just to set the record straight on what Anton LaVey was actually about. Maybe it's just to put Satanism back on a current path. Maybe it's to challenge Christianity. I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe that mission was just simply to live life. Well, uh, I have one other question, though, about uh, your testimony you gave, because you said the thing that caused you to essentially walk away from the faith was that you were part of a church and you saw this old lady who was dying of cancer and she was asking. That was just one instance of that. Yeah. And that basically they were just completely unempathetic towards her. They were indifferent. They just didn't care, which that's bad in itself. But. When you read the Bible, God talks about how in the last days before his return to establish his kingdom on earth, that the love of many is going to wax cold and that people are going to be divided and fighting each other and hating each other, not caring about each other. They're going to be very unloving towards each other. Mm-hmm. It seems like what you experienced is not something that would be antithetical to the biblical worldview being true or wouldn't be a disproof of it being true especially since god talks about in the scriptures about how yeah, well when i like that well I when i when i was studying as a christian when i was a you know studying that i remember genesis um six what is it six nine where god talks about being regretful of creating humanity and all things on earth and he's going to wipe everybody out that's in genesis that's not revelations that's genesis and yet he also told noah to create an ark and he extended an invitation to anyone who wanted to not die in the flood to get on the ark problem is only noah and his family got on the ark no one else took that offer up and that's why everyone else died well according to that but you got to figure there was other boats there too you're just not told well look at the time frame of that happening we already know that there was you know noah knew how to build a boat that's not a skill that just comes overnight even if god told him to do it even with his plans 
there was already economy and shopping you know going on back then commerce had to exist where did all that commerce come from where were those goods coming from certainly not from one location you had trade routes most oftentimes these trade routes would have crossed over bodies of water even if it was just a body of water like a lake or a river yeah okay so boats existed noah's boat wasn't the only boat out there right you mind if i ask you something that doesn't have anything to do with religion but you had uh sparked my attention when you said you're from texas right yes i was born there so in texas right now there's a big old thing going on where uh, they're talking about a civil war between what's going on with the country with what's happening down by the border. What's your thoughts on that? Just take a, a break. From I'm actually really proud of my state for taking a stand and not listening to Joe Biden and taking a stand and protecting our borders. I support Texas 100% on this. Uh, I am a Republican. Uh, I am a conservative. Uh, which will surprise a lot of people. A Satanist that's a conservative and a Republican. Well, so is Anton LaVey. But um, the what no, Texas it doesn't surprise me, believe it or not. Continue <laughs> on. Yep. yep. Uh, uh, Anton LaVey actually wrote about being conservative and Republican. Actually, he surrounded himself quite a bit with uh, many numerous people who are on the political far right. Um, whatnot but that's a different topic of conversation uh what texas is doing right now i think is the right step to do that i wish more border states would do because you know immigrants coming over without due process uh doing it the right way is only hurting our economy my adoptive father was an immigrant he came from scotland and he came over here the right way. He worked his tail off for years. Yeah, he had a bit of an advantage coming from Scotland and the UK, but he was still an immigrant. He was not born in the States and he still had to have a green card. He still had to take um, the oath once he became a full citizen of the United States. And that was still a big deal for him. And, you know, even though he was married to an American citizen, he still had worked his butt off to get here underneath his own power before he ever met her. So, yeah, the way that I view that what Texas is doing and is the right thing to do. I have been saying, and I've said this on my channel, my YouTube channel actually used to not be about Satanism. It used to be about politics and all this other stuff until i just got sick and tired of it and i reformatted it to being about satanism well, um, i i uh, i stand with texas and their decision i think that it was courageous it's brave and uh -huh. my state where i'm from is missouri and we stand behind it our our governor stands behind texas as well as i i currently live in south carolina and everybody here is standing behind texas as well so yeah. I mean, the thing a lot of people don't really think about those who are opposed to what Texas is doing is that the border of Texas and Mexico is not just the border of the U.S. and another country. It's Texas's border, and they have a right, according to the Constitution of their state and our country, to defend their own border. And what a lot of people tend to forget is Texas is one of two states 
was its own country at one point. They have their own economy. They have the ability to run Texas as its own country again, if they so choose. And us Texans, we took Texas from Mexico. We spilled our own blood at the Alamo Uh for that land. American blood, Texan blood, is what waters the soil in Texas. And that's one of the reasons why they say, you know, a Texas Rangers jurisdiction is wherever he's standing. You know, Texas is a whole nother country. And I am proud to be a natural born Texan. You were uh, saying earlier to bring it back a little bit more to the theological basis, and I appreciate all you say. I totally stand for Texas on this. I think you're doing great. But you had, uh, you said that you had issue with some of the Satanists that you've dealt with. You said something about crawling up the wall whenever you were around some, uh, I believe his name was Gilmore. Peter Gilmore is the current head of the church, Satan. Um, this is the guy who is saying that the church of Satan is, and Satanism in general is atheism. He wrote the satanic scriptures. Um, and literally from what I understand, mind you, what I'm about to tell you, I cannot verify 100%. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, but from what I have heard from people who were there at the time in the church, of Satan, literally in the room is that Peter Gilmore, Bought the Church of Satan off of Blanche Barton, who was the lover of Anton LaVey um, before he died. Excuse me. And he bought it from her um, that for about $500. And this was the final amount that was paid to her, um, I believe, in something like 2005. But even before then... Peter Gilmore's wife was the high priestess of the church of Satan. Uh, Peggy Dramia is her name. And when you go to sign up to the church of Satan nowadays, you're not actually signing up for church of Satan. And you guys can actually click onto the church of Satan website right now, go to the membership page and look for where you send your money to where they are going to tell you to send money to is not church of Satan. It is to Hell's Kitchen Productions, which is a separate company owned by Peggy Nadramia. It's not Church Satan Inc., a corporation soul, which is the actual organization that was founded by Anton LaVey, which is the actual organization that was bought from Blanche Barton for roughly about $500, if the rumors are correct. It almost sounds like you uh, you take your position and your view very seriously. This means a lot to you. And it almost sounds like you're saying that there are posers out there who are making it look bad. They're, they're basically uh, shaming the brand in some way. Do I got they that are. right? You're exactly right. Yes, uh, they certainly are. For years, the Church of Satan has called people like me, pseudo-Satanists, that we're not real Satanists because we actually believe in a very real Satan. Well, I'm sorry, we have a much stronger faith than a clown like Peter Gilmore. 
um, who I'm not, I call him a clown, but I want you to understand that in person, he really is a nice guy, but the man cannot stop talking about being an atheist. He can't stop bragging about it. And it, it's enough to drive you up the wall. But uh, calling a religion, an established religion that is decades uh, old established, such as LaVey and Satanism, as atheism, by calling those people atheists, there is no more LaVey family members inside the church of Satan. They all left. Not Carla LaVey, not Zena LaVey, not even Anton LaVey's son. Anton LaVey's son uh, uh, literally changed his name. Uh, Luart Bain, yes, Anton LaVey actually was conservative and he was theistic. Show me in the Satanic Bible and out of uh, numerous, numerous. Uh, publications show me where he ever called himself an atheist i want to let you know and you've probably done live streams before uh we're not associated with some of these people that are out in comments so if somebody says something ignorant towards me or ttr or yourself remember we are are not encouraging ignorant ass behavior up in here okay we like we like it respectful so if anybody says something dumb to you just let us know and we'll have a talk with them all right all right all right yeah i get a lot of people just like that uh who is saying some ignorant things about my past uh try to throw that up to discredit me but my challenge is always going to be prove me wrong prove what i'm saying wrong i can prove everything that i'm saying just no, for us, for us, it's not about people's past or their, or whatever they're doing in their personal life. It's about what is it that you believe? What do you think? <laughs> What's your worldview? That kind of stuff. We're not interested in screwing with people's lives and all that stuff. We just want to have an open discussion like we've been doing, and you're doing great, by the way. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, this is definitely a better experience than the last, like, five people that have come onto our show. Because usually within like 60 seconds, they're like, Brett Keen's an N-word. Brett Keen's an N-word. I'm just like, boot. It's, it's interesting. And I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart uh, there, sir. We've had uh, we've had some atheists that are your typical atheists, not holding on to any kind of like thing. And they're very rude and disrespectful. But I've noticed whenever I've had Satanists whether they're theistic or whether they're atheistic Satanists, there's always been a good discussion. There's no, like, you know, you're a dickhead kind of concept. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, well, when you can encounter Church of Satan members um, that call themselves Satanists, when they're on duty, they have to present a positive front to outsiders. When they're talking to people like me, oh, man, they're completely different excuse me i have an itchy nose um they're completely different they are absolutely rude they're hostile even uh recently i have been dealing with um one such church satan member who has stalked my personal profiles literally posted pictures of my child online tried to dox me and all this other stuff just because they oh, don't agree with what I'm saying. do that to me as well. They posted pictures of my kids, ripped stuff off my Facebook. Some wicked-ass people on the internet. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's all because they don't like what we're saying. They don't like the truth because it goes against their narrative. Uh -huh. I know this is going to sound unusual, but it seems like, I mean, here it is. You're theistic. You actually believe the entity exists. You actually believe there's even some concept of God, even though you're not impressed with its traits. It seems like the, the ones who actually believe in that, they should be the ones in charge of the specific religion. It doesn't make sense that some atheists can come along, buy it for $500, and then turn it into a, a damn circus. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with that. And, you know, I have had, I have to say this, because it's pretty damn funny, in my opinion, that out of being a religionist for most of my life, my best encounters has always been with another person of actual faith and belief. And it doesn't matter what they believe in. As long as they have that faith in something, they tend to try to be the best person that they can be. And it doesn't matter if they're Christian or not. And certainly there are bad Christians. There's bad Satanists. There's bad Wiccans. Um, there's bad Buddhists and Shintoists and Muslims out there. There's bad everything, but there's also good ones out there. And usually the ones that actually have that faith tend to have a level of respect for other people, even if they don't share their faith, even if they don't share their ideology. Uh -huh. So I agree with that. I agree. I always try, no matter what the faith is or the non-belief, I, I try to be respectful and decent to other people's views. I feel like if you want to be able to reach people, then you have to you know, sympathize and try to understand where they're coming from. Some people are not able to do that. I think TTR is pretty good for that as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm of the opinion that, you know, if you want to gain anybody's respect, you walk up to them in person, you shake their hand, you look them in the eye, and you treat them with respect. And they will treat you with respect in return. If they do not, then you have every right in the book to treat them cruelly. Yeah, I I tend to just troll them really hard when they disrespect me like that. <laughs> oh, we certainly like to do our trolling as well. Uh and whatnot uh we we definitely do uh our our fair share of trolling as well um to individuals like i i just said we just had an individual who is a claims to be a church satan member who has been stalking me and doing all that other stuff that i mentioned and he just did not stop to real i mean he was you know dancing around the fact that we didn't know who he was and we were investigating it and we just kept on leading him on and on and on. We started baiting in other groups to see who would bite and come back with certain comments so we would know where to look and whatnot. And um, eventually we discovered who he was and we got him out of all of our groups. We I blocked him on my personal profiles. And what does he do immediately on his, you know, trolling Twitter page is he starts throwing a, a temper tantrum over things when he realizes he has no more access where he once did. He starts throwing complete temper tantrum, trying to make us think that we hadn't gotten him out when we did our detective work and whatnot. 
I did a, a quick search on Google to find out what uh, Levan's political views were, and everything points to Republican, part of the conservative party. So yep. the person out there that went against you on that, I'm not sure where they got their information. but I actually have an article in this book from Anton LaVey. Um, it was a public article. It was part of Letters from the Devil, and it is... Let me just see what I can find it here. That's a big book. How long did it take you to write that? I have, <laughs> I have been. This is the final form. I'm not adding to this book any further. Um, I first started writing this in 2009. I got published initially in 2011, and I republished it for the first time in 2020. And it's since then gone through two other publications. This is the final publication. This is from our own publishing house, which is called Black Flame Press, uh, which I currently own and run. And uh, we're going to be publishing more books underneath our um, brand and everything. And uh, I actually found the article right here. Um, but to answer your question, it has taken me probably about 15 years to get it to this <laughs> stage uh, where it is now, where I'm finally content and happy with its final form. And uh, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> uh, thank you for, uh, uh, thank you for asking that. <laughs> so this article of his that you're going to quote is going to prove that he was conservative in his political stances. Well, it's not going to prove it definitively. It's a short article. It was a response to a letter that he had received um, in 1971 uh, to his Letters from the Devil column um, in San Francisco. And the article's title is Satanism is Americanism. And so, if, if I may. Yeah. Okay. To sum up our political doctrine, Satanism is Americanism in its purest form, with only the outdated moral codes altered to fit the times, and with recondition uh, of the fact that only man's most basic instincts are satisfied, can a nation receive his best. When it becomes common knowledge that we do not advocate or even approve of denial of desecration of such sacred American tra traditions as home, family, patriotism, or patriotism, personal pride, etc. But instead champion these things, our one-time opponents in the quote-unquote establishment will not have a leg to stand on. Actually, in view of the vast numbers of religious leaders defending and expounding the extreme liberal philosophy of hippie or drug culture, conservative organizations will, and already do, find Satanism more compatible with their doctrines than they now think it to be. I feel rather sorry for, but I must admit amused by, the poor old Died in the wool, quote unquote, conservative who considers the flag and God to be inseparable institutions because the new Christianity is composed 
of the drug-befuddled wretches they find totally reprehensible. It looks as though one is going to be forced to choose between God and the flag, or else become part of a dying society. I realize most would think me far too optimistic, but I can simply see the change coming. I think back just five short years ago when I formally, formally founded the church. How many theologians were admitting to the irrationality and inconsistencies of their religions? Practically none. And once the stern, unyielding Christian churches have uh, admitted their errors, they might as well admit to defeat. It is in young people, such as yourself, proud walkers of the left-hand path, whom I place my faith for the future of this, our fair land. America shall indeed have a bright future once she has weathered the storm, quote-unquote, of those who of two opposing factions who respectively hate and love her but would see her torn asunder in order to prove their perspective points. Love for one's country must be shown in much the same way as love for another person. We must be able to see her faults and work towards changing them without robbing her of all pride and dignity in the process. On the other hand, we must not blindly accept her faults and constantly make excuses for her, for that is not love. It is infatuation. Anton Cezandor, LaVey. That pretty much spells it out. What do you think, dear TTOR? I do not feel like I was hearing the words of a woke far leftist <laughs> uh, nope yeah. he was a registered republican yeah. and like i said you know he surrounded himself by people who were of the political alt-right and far-right um philosophy you know even his own daughter zena levey married max or uh nicholas shrek who at the time was very much so an advocate in the 1980s of the alt-right and far-right movements. Um, him and Boyd Rice actually, um, in 1988, um, did a major event, and um, it was very much so organized by the alt-right and far-right movements. Uh, where they were playing music and everything, and they did interviews and rituals in front of an altar bearing a Nazi flag, swastika and all. And that you can actually look that up um, here on YouTube. We just actually recently found that stuff and uh, posted it in our Facebook group demonstrating this because we constantly get called Nazis because of the whole Thulean thing that we call, you know, that we identify with. So we, you know, we show that, you know, even though we're not Nazis, um, I have, I openly admit, I am a former member of the National Socialist Movement, but I am not a current member. Um, 
and nor do I share any racist views or whatnot. <laughs> People will note that about me. Um, you know, even though we have those iconography, it is indelibly uh, ingrained with Satanism. You know, that's actually part of the very fabric of our iconography and religion. So, you know, whether people like it or not, people like to demonize things, you know, well, once it becomes demonized, something like my organization or religion will adopt it. That's right. just how it is. If you don't mind me asking, do you, uh, this will come off unusual maybe, but do you believe in a absolute moral good and an absolute moral evil? No. And again, if you look on our website, you will find something called the Lex Satanicus. And this is the law of the Satanist. And the very first uh, law of the Satanist is morality is a lie. <laughs> um, but how it, can we be certain that's true, though? Well, morality is a human concept. Think about it this way. Here in America, we have certain laws and moral codes and dictates. Um, how young you can marry your wife. You know, how, how young could she be before she's considered a woman? Well, if you look back to as recently as the 1890s, a woman was deemed an adult and married, you know, a marriable woman by the age of 12 to 13. Literally, when you watch the show Game of Thrones, when is a woman in that show considered a woman? When she has her first menses. She could still be what we consider a child. And yet in that world, that culture, she is an adult. And this is true even in our real life society going back just a couple hundred years, not even 200 years. It is still even a fact in other cultures today. Did you know that um, in Africa, there is a tribe that marries their daughters out to men at the age of 12, and it's considered okay? Aww. Morally speaking, that's fine. You know, take um uh, take Islam, for instance. Oh, all yeah, right, I know all about that. <laughs> okay, Sharia law: a woman gets raped. Mm -hmm. Here in America, she is the victim. She is to be protected. She is to be guarded and cherished and helped. But in Sharia law, if she can't produce four male witnesses to corroborate her story. She gets stoned to death as an adulterer. And I've seen that happen in real life. When I was young, I lived in the UAE um, in the early 80s. I remember going to the marketplaces, seeing severed hands and other body parts stapled to stalls uh, in the marketplace, going down an alleyway and seeing two women being stoned to death by their family members. In an alley, a back alleyway. I remember, I still have dreams to this day about hearing 
this one woman who was less than five feet away from me being pummeled by rocks. I could hear her bones being broken by these rocks, her covering her head and just hearing the cracking and her crying and wailing. I remember that. And yet that is considered morally correct to them. Mm -hmm. Morality in and of itself is a lie. If you want, I can actually read it to you what it says. Why I do hear you on what you're saying on morality, and I understand you're from a different sect of Satanism. How does it make you feel? You've probably looked at, I'm sure you've probably looked in the last two years at the Church of Satan site, but are you aware that they are actually claiming that they have their own sins, their own tenets, and their own... Uh, All written rules? by Anton LaVey. Yeah. Do you and, believe uh, that Peter H. Gilmore has not added anything outside the satanic scriptures to the church of Satan. Anton LaVey wrote five books before he died. He founded the religion and built it from the ground up. Even Michael Aquino added to that religion, that philosophy before leaving the church of Satan and continued to add to it even after Anton LaVey's death when he made peace with the LaVey family. And I remember Michael Aquino and I, we were both part of the 600 Club back in the day. And we both communicated with each other. And he was a wonderful, wonderful man, a very proud patriot. And he contributed so much. Michael Aquino has contributed more, a thousand times more than Peter H. Gilmore has ever added. And yes, the nine satanic statements, the 11 satanic rules of the earth, and the nine satanic sins were all written by Anton LaVey, not Peter Gilmore. Right, but don't you feel as though it's some kind of code of conduct for Satanists? Oh, it very much so is, but it's not the only code of conduct. You can literally buy this book right here, and the very first chapter in the First Testament talks about all the different codes of conduct. It's right here. It talks about all the different codes of conduct from the precepts of evolution from the Satanicon by Adrian Clavitz to the rules of Satan from the path of Satan by Emperor Noctilus in 2007. Going further back, the 21 precepts and points from the Black Book of Satan by Conrad Robbery in 1989 from the Order of the Nine Angles. Um, the Indulgences of Brimstone um, from the Anniversary Revision of the Satanic Bible um, by Michael Aquino to even the ones written by Anton LaVey. And it's the first chapter called The Creeds of Satanism. You can see it right there. We got somebody out in text chat that seems to be aggravated because they think they've got Satanism more figured out than what you've got going on, even though you're actually writing books. A liar, we put the public link out. If you want to come in and chat, do so. But if you do manage to come in and learn how to work a microphone, do not get all ignorant and nasty with our guest. Just have an open discussion, all right? <laughs> Yeah, oh, they're, 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 if they come in, they're definitely going to get nasty, and that's perfectly fine. 
Um, but no, what it says, going back to the whole morality as a lie, this is the first lex of the lex satanicus. Uh, it says, morality is a pretty lie told by society in order to hide behind the facade of social acceptability and at times to escape one's own responsibilities. Interchangeable it is at any moment and in any culture uh, to escape wrongdoings by making them the moral, so social, and social rights. We see that even in our own society. Roe versus Wade. Before Roe versus Wade, it was considered morally reprehensible to get an abortion. Mm -hmm. Then Roe versus Wade came into being, and suddenly it was a woman's right. Now that Roe versus Wade has been overturned, it's now a very big battleground point where half of the people say it is our bodily autonomy right. We also cover that in the same Lex Satanicus there, that bodily autonomy is a privilege, not a right. May I ask you something? If you were to, um, if something unfortunate were to happen to you tomorrow or something, and you had another out-of-body experience, the same exact scenario as you described before happens to you. You walk up to the catechism, but this time you feel nothing but love emanating off of it. And then you return. Do you think things would change for you on a theological level? Or you'd have a different perspective? No, I don't think that would change my perspective at this stage of my life. Um, certainly not. And I'll tell you exactly why. Because deities are entities in their own right. They have their own perspectives and viewpoints. People are what I deal with here on the physical plane. If a person no matter what their religion is, no matter what their faith is, or what their political views are, if a person is a good person, I'm going to shake their hand just the same, and I'm going to treat them just the same. As for my personal viewpoints on religion, I will stay dedicated to my path as it is, no matter what. That's fair enough, fair enough. Do you feel like it ever is because you come from a theistic point of view that there is a God and there is a Satan and all that? Do you feel like it's some? It can also be counterintuitive for you. Um, no, no, I, I don't think that any of that can be counterintuitive towards me at all. Because as long as I stay true to myself, then how can I be a hypocrite to myself? Well, I, I understand that. What I mean is, let's say that uh, there were some atheists in the room right now, and they're just pounding the dirt. There's no devil. There's no God. There's no nothing and all that. Yet you come along and you say, but I actually experienced God. I didn't like him, but I experienced him. How do you think that the tone of the room would go? Obviously, we're going to respect you and listen to you, but how do you <laughs> think the atheists would react? Um, some of them, I uh, some of them, I will tell you right now, would be just as kind and listening and respectful of it. They may disagree with it, but others would think I'm completely insane because they flat out view anybody with any sort of faith or belief as being fundamentally insane, and it's just absolute craziness for it to even treat another person like that. In my opinion, it's 
it's counter that is being counterintuitive i mean we just saw the other person who keeps on trying to hound and whatnot um i'm not seeing everything that they type pop up but i'm seeing occasionally something pop up you're obviously seeing much more than me but um is he able to open up the comments tab in here to Perhaps it'd be I do have a button here that says chat, but I'm not going to open it up. I don't. I don't really care to. Well, you know, most of the people are being respectful. It's just that one goofy, goofy one. Let's yeah. see here. I don't know. Yeah, I can't really see anything going on. Uh, comments. There oh, okay. There hasn't been much going on for the last like 10, 20 minutes. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of this looks pretty respectful. Um, sorry, I'm on my phone, so I just right, kind of so have well. it set up at my desk. Um, but you know, I for the most part, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to look at the comments or chat or whatnot because that would just distract me. Even when I do my high masses, my live stream rituals, I turn my phone away from me, so I'm using the cameras, the high definition cameras on the back end, on the back side of my phone, and I'm not looking at the screen. My uh, my girly or some of our other members that are there in person monitor the chat rooms. We even have online moderators always in our chat rooms that can handle any sort of problems that you know I can't see, and I deliberately keep myself from seeing them so I don't go off the wall at them needlessly. So why do you think that the behavior is like that, though? I mean, we have Satanists out here who are atheistic. Why would an atheist come along and find it, like, stupid or mentally ill or deranged to believe that there's more to the universe? Because that's what they've been conditioned to think. A lot of Satanists out there like to say that they are individuals, that they um, go against the herd mentality. yet they tend to fall into the herd, a different herd every time. They don't like seeing people who legitimately are not part of the herd, who legitimately walk to the beat of their own drum. Now, I'm not going to say that there's anything wrong with being part of a herd. Herds provide protection to creatures and whatnot. But, you know, these people they're conditioned and when they don't see something that they when they see something that they don't agree with and then they that challenges them they don't like it and so what's what's the usual typical reaction when that happens to lash out hmm. lash out instinctively well unfortunately peter gilmore conditioned so many satanists are uh, so many people, so many members of his herd into thinking his way, just like a cult leader, um, that that is what they do even nowadays when something challenges them, when something does something that they don't like. And I'm sorry, that's going to be what happens to people like yourselves, to me, and whatnot, when we walk to the beat of our own drum. When we think for ourselves, when we don't just believe what is told to us and we go and we actually do the research on our own. Right. Uh, just a quick question. Uh, are you familiar with Trump derangement syndrome? Oh, very much so. 
what I've noticed, not from I, saying this. Unfortunately, I suffer from the same thing where people have Lake of Orton derangement syndrome, apparently. Yeah, well, one of the things me and Brett have dealt with in particular over the years has been what I call one of two things, either uh, creationist derangement syndrome or Christian derangement syndrome, but it works exactly like Trump derangement syndrome. It we're does. always wrong, even it if we're so right. Even if we, yeah, so we're always wrong. Even if we're right, even if we're saying exactly the same thing that our atheist critic is saying, mm -hmm. because we're the Christian, because we're the creationist. Because you hold wrong. that one thing that grains against them. You know, here's the thing. Uh, th that one poster said and mentioned my past history, um, which obviously there's a lot more nuance to it, um, and stating that I was, that I'm a neo-Nazi are a former neo-Nazi and that I have been convicted of child abuse. Okay. I have no problem talking about this people. If you want to hear my side of the story, go over to my channel and you can actually hear the full background of that uh, from my own words. And you can even see my son and see that he's actually fine. Um, but people don't, they, they, don't care about that when you have that one thing that goes against their narrative. Now, if you completely side with that person's narrative, they won't hold any of that sort of thing against you. So if I was to suddenly go out there and join the satanic temple and promote woke agendas and promote the uh, gray faction, I think that's what they call it, the gray faction and pro-abortion rights and whatnot, and promote their um, abortion ritual, um, then they wouldn't they wouldn't ever try to hold that over me. They they would be like, oh, you just made a mistake in your past. We forgive you. Da 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 da. We know that they would do that, but because I don't go for that because I don't side with their agendas or anything like that. They're going to try to lord my past over my head for all eternity. Yeah. Because that's how the wokeism religion works. Basically, mm -hmm. once you've done something in your past, no matter how young and stupid you were, it's held against you forever, even if you change, even if your values become better. The only you... way to redeem yourself in their eyes is to completely count, uh, completely tow their narrative and become a studious little sheeple following the narrative. Well, like one example I can think of is uh, that quarterback that's in the NFL that played at Oklahoma, uh, Kyler Murray. He won the Heisman Trophy, I think. Like I don't follow football. Well, dude. But anyway, he when he was about to win the Heisman Trophy, a whole bunch of woke people on the internet tried to get him canceled from that award because they found a tweet that he wrote when he was like 12 or 13 where mm -hmm. he used a racial slur. It's like, I don't think he's the same person in yeah. college or, that he is. Or how about what happened to Gina Carano to get her kicked off the Mandalorian when uh, she made an actual factual tweet about World War II and how certain people were being treated mm -hmm. um, because of their beliefs. And they just turned that completely around 
and got her chased off the Mandalorian and kicked out of Disney for it. And I'm I'm sorry, you know, we had her make that tweet, but then the guy who actually plays Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, makes a similar tweet, and he doesn't get reprimanded at all. What's the difference? Well, Gina Carano is not woke. She's not all girl power stuff. She actually goes out, and she's a strong beautiful woman i mean she's absolutely drop dead gorgeous and i would i I would not want to get into a fight with her she would seriously hurt you um and you know she's just this amazing beautiful person both physically and spiritually you know inside and out um and they did not like that where the guy who plays uh pedro pascal the guy who plays as the Mandalorian, he is a Democrat. He is a, definitely toting the woke agenda narrative. So that's the only difference between the two of them. She doesn't tote the woke agenda, but he does. And they tweeted similar things, and she loses her job. He doesn't. Yep, it's literally your identity. Like I was saying with the whole christian creationist arrangement thing even if you say the exact same things they do mm-hmm. it's your identity that makes you yep. wrong not exactly and i'm sorry but how is that not identical to racism you know with racism you're judging a person's entire being their entire character based on their skin color okay yeah. uh, same with religiousism you know religious you know racism i guess you want you're identifying an entire person's identity based on what they believe you know political racism i guess you want if you want to call it you're identifying every part of a person's character based on their political opinion it doesn't matter whether or not they are a good person or a bad person you're identifying them you are characterizing them based off of one element all right we got someone wait 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 ttr wait the person that's in private chat you do not want to put them up on the screen i've engaged this person before and they will rant forever and ever they get high and then go on these spills about being jesus christ the second coming we don't really need that right now we're having a good discussion is he a muslim (laughs) No, he's just some crazy old man who just gets high and then goes on and spills about how he's a second coming. He'll spend the next hour talking about how he's going to destroy the world and kill all of us and all that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'm not really uh, up for it. I us Satanists, Satan, we believe that Cthulhu will be Satan's final form and that Relay will rise from the oceans and Cthulhu will be unleashed to destroy all of humanity in the end. Well, and this Eric guy, Martin, this and guy Eric actually will be thinks, his best friend. <laughs> Wesley thinks he's an actual entity that's going to cause the destruction of all of us and what terrible sheep we all are. It doesn't matter what your belief is, he's just going to kill us all. So I don't want to, I, I haven't had a cup of coffee in a while. I can't do that right now. <laughs> all I have to say to that is, Ia, Ia, Cthulhu, Fatagan. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna end soon anyway so i think i'll just leave him in the room like the behind the scenes room okay (laughs) i'm not even looking at the chat i see that it has like uh it says seven comments in the chat and then there's another one that has like one or in the more thing like i said i'm on my phone 
but I'm not bringing any of that stuff up because I already explained. I'll I'll go down that rabbit hole and yeah, <laughs> it won't be good. Yeah, if you all got right. other people in the back, just not Wesley. I'm I ain't up for all that. Right oh well, there he went. He was the only other person there. <laughs> oh good. Oh good. Yeah. Yeah. If if I was gonna go for another couple hours, I might have toyed with the idea of letting him on, but I think we're fairly close to ending the show because I don't like to go too long. Well, trust me, if you open up something on your own channel one of these days, put the link out. He makes his rounds. He'll get in there and uh, he'll let you have it. <laughs> and they'll never hear from me again. <laughs> I'm going to have to get with you guys to figure out how you're doing this, like all three of us here today, because we're, there's times when we want to have like open discussions where people can interact with us and we just haven't been able to figure out how to do it. You know, all right. Well, I mean, if you want to, uh, do you got my email? I don't know if you've seen the uh, information in my description. I'll give you an idea how you put it together. Uh, if nothing else, uh, yeah, uh, if you go to our STS website, you'll find our email there. Shoot us an email on there, and we'll be able, and that way, I'll definitely have your email. All right. Sounds fair enough. Sounds fair enough. Yeah, because when I first was uh, looking to reach out to you, when I heard about you challenging Church Satan to show up on the show here and uh, talk to you guys, and they were giving you grief, you know, I was like, how do I get in touch with this guy? That's why I left you a public <laughs> comment. <laughs> well, it was it was kind of rough. Me and uh, TTR were actually talking about that earlier. The discussion actually started off where I was talking about how atheism was uh, considered by the Supreme Court to be an official religion. And I simply put out the information and I said there are different branches and forms of atheism. People were like, well, what's that? And I said, well, there's atheist agnostics, there's Satanist atheists, and people started going, what, what, what? <laughs> Let me I put said, it to you. I'm going to quash this right now. I don't care what the church Satan says. I don't care what the satanic temple says. Satanism is not atheism. There is no such thing as atheist Satanists, not in reality. You have people using the imagery of Satanism, using the religious iconography or structure first established by Anton LaVey as a shell. But that doesn't make them Satanists. Hey, look, Brett, you got five bucks. Can you guys do me a favor out there in comments? If you donate money and it's meant to go to TTOR, uh, simply put in your message who that's meant for. Because uh, I, I want to let you know we don't share the same account. So you got to let me know who it's actually going to, all right? I appreciate it if it's for me, but let me know who you're directing it to. Thank you. I guess that is a good point of clarification. I have no idea who he is directing this towards. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah. I think that you're going to appreciate it. I will give you information on how to get something like this going. And and I wouldn't have any issue whatsoever if you would want to have me whenever you do a, a thing. I'll come on there. I'm not really interested in doing like a ritual or anything, but I'd love to have conversations. Oh, definitely. Guys. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we have a few guys in our community that actually do a lot of interviews with people. Alistair Noct, he's he's one of the uh, 
people out there who's a Satanist, and he's a long-standing, highly respected member of our community who does interviews with other occultists and whatnot. But uh, you know, I would definitely would not mind having either one of you guys come on to the channel at some point in the future and you know talk with me or some of our other members of our clergy or whatnot and just all shoot the shit. Sounds good. Sounds good. I was uh, a bit surprised at the Church of Satan and how they reacted towards me. I got a lot of extremely negative comments. And I kept that is them. very typical of them. That is very normal. And I, and I made it clear. You can even look at my tweets. I said, look, I'm interested in having an open discussion. I'd like you to be able to share your views and your ideas and also how you feel about what's going on in the world today and how you know your belief associates with that kind of like what we're doing right now so but boy oh boy are like screw you oh yeah it's immediate with those guys that they are very hostile uh, unless you're a member of the church of satan itself or a member of the public media where they can get onto a public news show they are 100 hostile to anybody anymore they are not the church satan that they once were and like i was saying before i've actually put this out publicly on our i believe on our facebook page that the church of satan is not actually the church satan anymore and i told that i mentioned it here tonight earlier when you send your money in to the church satan to become a member of the church satan you're not paying the church satan you're paying a different company called hell's kitchen productions and all you're paying for is a little paper card like a business card not even a really well-made one it's a little red business card that you sign your name on that says you're a member of the church satan and you get a little paper with it saying congratulations you're now a satanist That's now when you say hell's kitchen i take it you're not talking about ramsey the chef no um i am talking oh that's the name of well peter gilmore used to live in hell's kitchen new york from what i understand oh yeah yeah, yeah. fair enough fair enough that's the other hell's kitchen <laughs> yeah I, I have i have noticed a behavior difference i didn't realize that hands were changed over in the church of satan but in the past whenever i did live things i had satanists come up and i ain't kidding we actually had some pretty decent uh respectful conversations but nowadays it's like a lot of times when you encounter a theistic satanist they're perfectly fine it doesn't matter you know what branch of Satanism they're from, if they're theistic, they usually are very respectful. Some of them are a little bit out there, don't get me wrong, but usually they're pretty respectful. But when you encounter people from the church Satan or even from the Satanic Temple, it's either a complete rudeness, hostility, or just pushing the woke narrative. Oof. Goodness gracious. Yeah, Have you, I, I was going to ask one more thing, and then TTR, sure. you, you take it for a while. My question for you is, why do you think it is that uh, I, I've seen some different programs where Satanists end up on the news, and nowadays it seems like they're they're making a parody of it because they say, oh, we don't believe in the devil. We do this simply. Our entire intention is just to piss off Christians or get some kind of attention. Does that gruel on you whenever you hear that kind of stuff? 
it grates me to the nerve. It no, no. We do have reverse Christians who are trying to get away from Christianity within our community, but the real Satanists out there, they have zero, and I literally mean absolute zero interest in trying to annoy Christians at all. They could hate Christianity to their freaking core, but they have zero interest in you know, trying to bother them or interact with them or any of that stuff. Their entire focus is just on improving themselves and reaching what we call our Ultima Thule or Zeeper or Kepering. Um, and that's just ascending and reaching our best self that we as an individual can be. Um, you got others out there who just are in it for the show of it. And that drives us nuts. These these comments out here, TTOR, from this uh, liar brain person just yeah. doesn't make any sense. Listen, it's how dare a Satanist defend our religion from those who purposely misrepresent it. Satanism never was, never will be theistic. That's nonsense. There's thousands of documentation. Don't think I just started up the show without doing my research. There is theistic Satanism is a thing and has been for some time. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, uh, literally. Uh, and yes, you're exactly right. There are numerous denominations of Satanism, especially theistic Satanism. You have the Brotherhood of Satan, which calls themselves generational Satanists. We nicknamed them Satanic Wiccans because a lot of what they do is very Wiccan-y, but it's their own flavor. And, you know, they're a big organization. They've been around for over 20 years. There is the Cult of Cthulhu, or as uh, this is my my secondary organization that we run through STS. Uh, we're called the Official Cult of Cthulhu. This was founded originally by Venger Satanus um, in the early, uh, in the mid to early uh, 2000s. And you know, you look at any of his books, I actually have a couple of his books here. Give me one quick second. I, I do got to say it, it does in a sad way, and I shouldn't say this, but it kind of tickles me to see somebody out in comments saying, you're not being a Satanist, right? <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, that's a new experience for me. Oh. <laughs> um. I'm yeah, sorry. Uh, it, I hope that doesn't offend you, but I just it does not because I'm used to people, especially the woke agenda narrative driven uh idiots, uh, and especially true pseudo Satanists calling me the pseudo Satanist. They like to accuse other people of what they are, let's put it that way. Uh, but no, going back to it, Venture Satanist, this is one of his books, it's called Cthulhu Cult. He founded the Cult of Cthulhu way back when. And he makes it very clear in this that it is definitely Satanism. Um, no, no bones about it, hands down. And now I run the organization. I was only a member of it for a short time, and it's pretty funny. Uh, now, over well over 20 years later, I own and I run that organization. Um, Venger, you know, Venger, he's a really cool guy. Uh, him and I still talk on occasion. But... Um, you know, there's that. There's also religious vampirism, the Temple of the Vampire, which is a sister organization to um, the Church of Satan. You know, it was founded in the late 80s with the blessing of Anton LaVey by uh, Nemo, uh, Magister Nemo. 
and it's still Satanism. It's considered a satanic denomination, and it's exploded as a cultural phenomenon, um, being that, you know, the you know you have all the vampire courts like the vampire courts of texas and i believe virginia and a few others i think there's one here in south carolina um yeah all these vampire courts and they're all based off of michelle bellinger's uh documentation as well as Mo's uh vampires bible for the temple of the vampires then you also have oh what else you're right You've mentioned uh, vampire quite a bit, and whenever I was doing some, uh, basically refreshing myself and some of the, the satanic beliefs or views out there, I seen vampire mentioned, but there was one that really caught my eye, psychic vampire. What, what do you got on that? Okay, well, the term psychic vampire nowadays means something completely different than when it was first coined as a term. Anton LaVey was the first one to use the term psychic vampire, and he mentions it in the Satanic Bible. And what this is, it is an individual who um, basically latches on to another person and through various tactics such as guilt tripping or whatnot, just begins leeching off of their life and never returning anything back to that individual. Uh, Nowadays, we call them social vampires, and the term psychic vampire is actually a reference to a person who can psychically um, or magically drain another person of their oral or ambient energy that surrounds their body. I've heard some men describe their ex-wives as being that way. Nah. <laughs> no, no. See the, see, the ex-wife, they're a totally different type of vampire. They're, their teeth are in their vagina. And their target is <laughs> not your blood. It is your wallet. Wow. Oof, that's rough. But I've heard it. I've heard it. Yeah, I think those ones are called gold diggers, though. Yeah, and I think they're one of the worst types of vampires out there. Yeah. For a second, though, when you started talking about vampires, I immediately started thinking of the South Park episode where the vamps and the goths went to war with each other. Uh, I was going to ask you something real quick, TTOR. Uh, yeah. Now, I don't know if you realize this. This is usually how I do things. I don't know how TTR feels about this. But if I do a live show with somebody participating and they've been in most of the show, I usually give permission to the person if they want to because they're a part of the show. If you want to take the video where we're talking together and put it somewhere, you know, archive it or something or even on your own channel, I welcome you to do that. I don't know what TTR's uh, views are on that, but yeah, he I'm can fine. Do that. No, so, I was actually going to ask a... if I could do that because I know a lot of my viewers enjoy um, doing that. I don't post very often anymore on my channel, but we're probably going to be changing that. But I'm pretty sure most of my people would love to see this and whatnot. So thank you. As long as you just put the link to the original. Yeah, I'll link everybody involved. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure I link both of you guys to your individual channels as well. Um, as well as if you guys could link to my channel down below too. 
Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, you want to plug your channel and uh, number two, uh, TTOR. I don't know if you want to do something next week, but I definitely plan on doing some kind of live deal. Now, if any of you want to come in or some of the people out there, if you manage to get a microphone before that, feel free to come in. But as usual, let's try to be respectful of the guest. Yeah. Um, my channel is Lucifer Lake of Orden and the Satanic Thulian Society, and you can find me on YouTube. I got an idea for you. Why don't you put your link in the private chat, and then I'll post it out into the main comments for people. Uh, oh, face it, like I said, I'm on my phone, part. so let, let me see here. Do uh, you have a link available there? No, I do not. Um, shit. Uh, I think you sent me a link to his channel. Let me look. All right, so TTOR, uh, if you want, either I could post it out in the main thing or you just post it in private chat, whatever you want to do, however. Well, let's see, where can I post it? Well, I can post it on my Twitter feed. <laughs> yeah, it would take me a little bit to grab my link, and I'm just not going to go monkeying with it right now because I don't want to accidentally uh, click out. Uh, well, there you go. It's on the Twitter feed. All right, so TTOR, then... put the link out there. And it's obvious that you understand how social media works, that there's haters and lovers and fans mm -hmm. and people that treat you like shit. We've got a few haters, so oh, of although course. you may get an audience of good people who are interested in talking to you and all that, you may get a couple dick magnets as well. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said before, uh, one of the things that we do in SEO, we actually have our own security team, and we make sure they come in as moderators no matter where. and they can bounce anybody out who doesn't want to respect other people or the rules. TTR, when are we going to get our own security crew? What's up with that? <laughs> well, you know, I'm 6'5", 260 pounds. I'm kind of my own security crew at this point. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah my, my, my personal security detail is sleeping on the floor here. Cody, wake up. That looks like a dog that could actually protect you. <laughs> Come here, girl. <laughs> oh, she's a big one. <laughs> yeah, she's my girl. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a dog person, so basically every dog. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we we love our puppers. We have two of them. All right. Well, we've been going almost two and a half hours, and I think we'll go ahead and close out the show here. Uh, you guys who are watching live, you'll see the link to Lucifer Levi Gordon's channel. I know I pronounced that wrong, but you'll see the link to his channel in the chat of YouTube, especially if you watch the replay chat. Yeah. And we will see you next time. Peace out. All right. Peace. Peace.